It's the Jeremiah Show. Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. Today I'm talking to Lucy DeSanto, uh, vocals and bass guitar in the band On. The band is uh, starting a tour here and you're releasing a new album, which we are actually playing as a new single here at the very end. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We're going to play it in its entirety. The um, new singles break you. It's really, really good. Rocking. I love it. At the very end of the show here, we'll listen to that in its entirety. We're also listening to tracks from your new album, Lucy, uh, throughout the entire show. So uh, at the commercial breaks, it's going to be great. You guys are about to start a tour, and that's exciting because you're com- also coming to Santa Barbara here. That's exciting. By the way, I love the name Lucy, and I don't hear I don't hear it enough any, at all. I never hear anybody named Lucy, but it's one. I think everybody could agree it's one of the best names out there. It's just one of those. Great you know what's funny? I get a lot of compliments on the name from like everywhere, like just, and it's like okay. I guess it's not. I don't know. It's it's not real common, but it's such a beautiful name, and it's one of the best songs ever written. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I'll agree with you on that. Yes. And Lucy, we're getting to know you here for the first time on the Jeremiah show, uh, which is such a pleasure to to meet you and to experience and play your music. And we're going to find out as much as we can about you in this short amount of time that we have together. Um, But I wanted you to finish speaking of Lucy in the sky with diamonds, finish this sentence for me, Lucy. What are you, Lucy? If you were. So if I wasn't diamonds, you're meaning you're saying. (laughs) Sure. All right. Um, I'm going to say Lucy Explorer. <laughs> That's really hard. To, if I, if I'm going for one word, um, I I would say Explorer and um, Innovator, uh, looking for like passion, uh, melodic passion. I yeah. I don't know. Wow. I stumped you. I know, I know on the first question. I'm sorry. Well, how about this writing music you've said and writing in general for you is a reflection and an accounting of what transpires in your own physical, emotional, and spiritual life. Um, can you explain how you use these feelings and experiences to create your music and your lyrics? Um, and that's a great question. Um, it, it's because music is, uh, I, I look at it like uh, an expression, obviously, and a language, uh, another uh, outlet for all those things you've just mentioned, for what's mm-hmm. going on. And, and the only way I know how to write music, uh, when you say that, it, it, it's almost organic and uh, it's got to come from something I'm, something that I've felt, uh, something that's been fed to me that now is coming out in my interpretation, whether it's what's going on. In, in my environment, whether it's the home or city or world um, or um, some sort of movement of uh, that's going on inside me. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely coming from internally. And yet it's my internal interpretation of the external usually. Um, mm-hmm. So whether that's anger, whether it's um, joy, whether it's bliss, whether it's uh, and all this gets for me as a music and anyone who's into music or who listens to music um, can attest that music definitely um, 
creates a feeling when you hear it. So it's like, I hope to take that feeling and uh, have that translate into a melody or a rhythm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's another language for me. Another yeah, it really, really is. Uh, I think it's a, another language for the listener too. at some time, you know, at some point, um, what made you a music artist? What was, was there an event in your life that inspired these choices or a few events that inspired the choice to become a musician and learn? That's such a music? good question. Cause it, it, it's almost like it wasn't, um, hmm. wasn't conscious in a way, but I was definitely drawn to music as a young child. Uh, even, and it was the Beatles when I heard it on like Beatles as a kid, I was like, I, I would sing along and I, how can you uh, not like agree that they have the best melody? So somehow that melodic thing really stuck in my brain as a child. Uh, but then it was like the angst of growing up uh, as a teenager and the angst came in um like the Ramones. It was really something like I played it before high school and uh rock and roll high school and and the sex pistols and yet i also like was moved by things like funk like the rhythm part of things like the um that was a big part of what um moved me as a bass player and which i was actually that's what prompted me to to get into music i think i started hearing i i, I was a concert goer a radio listener a music listener and then it's like i need to do this like i am actually hearing melodies in in my head so i'm like i gotta pick up an instrument um and it wasn't wasn't that young i was like uh, 18 when i picked it up uh starting university and um and was like you know what i think i, I started taking lessons started uh, my first test of like can i actually play bass i rented one and i started to uh, i'm like well i like Bauhaus. bella lugosi's dead if i can play that bass line and i could and it was like i'm like i can do this so i started taking some lessons um got more into the, the rhythm and the theory and the techniques. And I really enjoyed it and enjoyed it so much that I actually told my parents, uh, you know what, I think I'm going to leave. I'm going to stop university at this point and pursue music. And that's not something at that time uh, that um, parents really like to hear. Cause it's like, you're what? Like, you know, this iffy kind of, and yet they saw that I was like very serious and passionate. And I, I left uh, university where I was studying journalism things like uh, that you know about um yeah i i left there to pursue music joined a band started writing uh playing and didn't really look back that that took that kind of took off i actually met steve in my first band which was an all-girl band not intentional but it was um and i i wasn't singing i never singing was not on my radar by the way it was just uh steve and i got together to write this is for acid test. We were forming that and we were writing songs, recording them on our four track, writing songs. No, couldn't find a singer. And then I'm like, well, I'll start writing some vocal lines and we'll hire a singer to just sing them. Couldn't find a singer to sing them. And, um, in one, we met a producer, Dominic Macri, who, um, basically said, well, Lucy, you have the, the lyrics and the melody. Why don't you just sing it? I'm like, what? And, um, Believe it or not, yeah, that song was uh, the one that got on a soundtrack for a movie, uh, Highway 61 uh, oh. by Bruce McDonald, awesome. and was really one that was a catalyst in Seymour Stein listening to uh, that song on a demo and him like fly flying out to see the band and signing Acid Test. Uh, from, and that was just like, 
I was not like a great singer and I still, I don't, don't profess to be a great singer, but I, I hear uh, vocals as another instrument. Um, I always look at it that way. Um, yeah. For sure. Your, your voice is such a powerful instrument. Cool. Uh, you know, speaking, I was, I'm asking you this questions about your writing um, because I read an article and I'll cite the articles, Jason, Jason Snyder and, and, uh, and, and the article uh, on, online magazine, FYI Music News. And you said regarding your writing, writing lyrics and how it comes to you, uh, to add to what you've, you've just described. I'm quoting you, looking back, what comes across strongest is a theme of escape that served as a glorified state for me at that age and continued through many experiences involving illness, losses of every kind, shattered dreams, and eventually recovery. Now, you go on to say, I think the themes are acceptance and serenity. Our music today is a recounting of these life experiences, with the differences being that there's a resolution. The need to fit in and gain approval almost becomes secondary. Life becomes about knowledge and acceptance that things are exactly as they're supposed to be. That may sound existential or philosophical, but the music has now become a means of transmitting and commuting communicating all of these themes. Um, I was reading an article that, that I thought was very interesting and that after reading your quote and, and your, you know, explanation of, of maybe your musical journey and your writing journey as you've grown um, as a musician and as a person in life, the, uh, the article is very, very interesting. It is from, um, the uh, college uh, in Florida, uh, the University of Central Florida, um, two professors lead this class called Music in Your Brain. And it's wow. the most popular. That's my kind of class. Yeah, it's the most popular class in the, in, at the university. And so let me, let me bring this up and, and see if this, if this, uh, resonates with you here what they're doing so they're ucf professors they're neuroscientists kimmy nobu sugaya and world-renowned violinist ayako yonatani they've been teaching again the most popular course there at the burnett honors college music in the brain explores how music impacts brain function and human behavior including by reducing stress pain and symptoms of depression as well as improving cognitive and motor skills, spatial, temporal learning, and uh, neurogenesis. Neurogenesis. It's also, neurogenesis. yeah, which is the brain's, ability. which is a, a creation oh. of, of uh, new neurons. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, sounds like you know about this. It is your yeah, I'm a, I'm a psych major. Uh, in usually in late stages, Alzheimer's patients are unresponsive. But once you put in the headphones that play their favorite music, their eyes light up and they start moving and sometimes syncing. And the effect lasts maybe 10 minutes or so after you turn off the music. It can be seen on an MRI and there's a lot of different parts of the brains that light up. In your opinion, Lucy, why do you think music has this effect on us? Ooh. Okay. Uh, well, you, you pretty much uh, described the, the consequences of like what, what the d neurogenesis you mentioned. Mm -hmm. 
I can definitely say from personal experience, I won't go into clinical, but personal yeah. experience, uh, I've, I've been uh, like with challenges with mood, uh, mood disorders, like depression, anxiety. That's a personal thing for me. And I kind of did some tracking back. And it's like when I was actually active with music, whether it's playing live, recording, being involved with acetestrone. I was in a better state like and then it's like it's those lull times in between where band would broke up or there was no or I whatever was going on. Mm -hmm. It's almost like that was a natural antidepressant per, per se, if you want to call it. So obviously there's there's something going on uh, hearing just like tasting, just like seeing um, it's almost like like there's aromatherapy. Uh, there's definitely music therapy. Uh, and, and that's a fact. There's, that's actually a program now in a lot of universities. And it is a, um, a function of um, therapists, actually. I know some who do that, including actually Steve does some work with autism um, students with people with autism. Mm -hmm. He does. Uh, he actually does music therapy. And some of them have like communicated more almost played an instrument more. So, uh, yeah, so uh, it's definitely improvement. Um, it's yeah. It's it I, your I, brain on not to to, to use a <laughs> to quote to your album <laughs> and your band name. It switches it on, right? It, it does. It does. It's like something happens, um, and, and it's it's you could call it magic, but it's, there's definitely science behind it because uh, being one of our hitting our in our sound hits and and, and sound waves, um, and they obviously transform balances of like neurotransmitters that are going hormonal neurotransmitters it, it affects it i can definitely say um serotonin being that that feel good hormone mm -hmm. that like you get from you definitely get it from being around people from um being having having uh, a good time with like activities and music is one of them um i can trend, I can definitely look at my experiences with lower mood or higher anxiety and if there's music involved, I guess that's why I went to it as a teenager. I remember being the angst and I was playing Black Sabbath in the washroom and mm -hmm. like, whatever, like I'm like, this is the kind of the clash. Uh, yeah. That's the kind of stuff that, and it helped me. It helped me get over stuff. Um, so. Yeah. It's inter to, to, to that point. It's interesting to me that the study and uh, Yonatani says that it doesn't matter what type of music it, it is. It matters that it's your that causes these responses. It matters to each individually, uh, specifically what they like. So it could be rock and roll, it could be punk, it could be uh, Black Sabbath, uh, jazz, hip hop, classical. Our gray matter prefers the music that we do and responds in that way, which is an, another fascinating thing. Um, it depends on your personal background, he says. And for a while, people believed, in, and I've heard this one before, that classical music increased your brain activity. It's you know called the Mo or referred to as the Mozart effect. But in more recent studies, they found that people with dementia responded better to the music they grew up listening to. Um, so tell me about your was was it in the washroom with Black Sabbath where <laughs> the first memory of music. A lot of, uh, you know, like locking myself and I used to play, it was like my private space where I'd like put on makeup and do my, and it's like, and, and I'd have a radio in there. Uh, and, um, yeah, 
So anyway, I would listen to this is age 15, 16, uh, I'm going to say Black Sabbath, The Clash, whatever, like some angsty music, Um, because that's how I felt at that time, really. Those were your feelings is that you were angst, that you were maybe not satisfied, that you wanted something more. Yeah, I I definitely wanted music brought me. I think that's probably why you're back to the question of what inspired you or pushed you down into the music world. Uh, definitely that it was like, that was powerful for me. Um, and I was feeling, I, I don't want to say trapped, but when you're an, an adolescent and uh, living in a, I grew up, uh, my parents are Italian. So you add that to the mix, the, the immigrant culture um, and, and that living up to their expectations. And then I had my, North American, like, you know, different culture that I'm trying to fit in. It's almost like there's a schism there. So that causes conflict like mm-hmm. that. Like I want to measure up to my parents, but that's a whole other culture that I'm trying. And then I'm here. I want to fit in with. So this is, it, it's quite challenging for a teen, for immigrant teens. I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. It does. Uh, were your parents, did they, um, did they move here? Were they born here? or that was They it? moved here uh, from Italy. Uh, so English is not their first language, although they speak it well. And Italian is my first language. Uh, that's what I learned as a child. But um, they did a lot of traveling. They act- I actually was born in Australia. Uh, they had me. They had got married there, had me moved to uh, Canada, Toronto specifically. Um, yeah. So a lot of... Um, adapting uh and and working and um and music was something i'm not going to say that yes it was around they had their they they had they listened to music but it was something i discovered for myself and like i it was my thing um yeah i found that niche are your parents still with you oh yes yes now when they they told in the beginning when you told them you were going into a, a life of music and a career of music um and they were a little, you know, maybe didn't understand that or, or they don't want you to, to follow that path, knowing that it was a, it's a hard, hard path. It's, hard. it's a, it's not a secure uh, path, it, obviously um, for, yeah. And I, I get that. I understand that. Um, have you played for your parents? Have you seen their brain turn on? Are they now that you've, you're so established and you've made such a, a path for yourself in this industry and put out such great music. Uh, do they, have you played for them? Have oh you- yeah. Yeah. They've, they've, they've come to shows. They've, and we've, they've heard the newest record too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just, I think they're more baffled by anything. Like how do you, as I said, I think, um, I think I had a grandfather who used to write and sing songs, but um, I didn't know him or a great grandfather, but there, it wasn't in their scope. Like my parents were never musical. I can't say so. Um, they appreciate it. I think they're more like in awe of like, how do you do that? Yeah. Like, how do you- <laughs> yeah, that's what you I said. What you said you were going to do and set out to do. And I'm yeah, so yeah. proud of you. Uh, so that song, I'll move off this, but the first song, I'm so interested. You mentioned Black Sabbath, but was that the song? So I remember um, Hell's Bells, ACDC, was played in my schoolyard, and I never heard anything like that. It was always my parents, you know, uh, James Taylor and yeah, yeah. <laughs> all these great bands, but it was folk, you know, mainly. 
Uh, and I wasn't allowed to play ACDC or Black oh, wow. Sabbath or um, Motley Crue at that time was hot. Yep. Uh, I heard Hell's Bells, and it was so bad against my Christian upbringing. And I okay, yeah, I yeah, angst that I had that anxiety, and uh, I wanted to rebel. And I remember getting that, buying the the the, out, the tape <laughs> at that time. We had tape, yeah. hiding it under my bed, but listening to it when everybody else went to sleep. That's funny. Was there a song or an album like that did that for you that you weren't you you your parents didn't approve of? Let's see. Well. Of course, Black Sabbath. Sure, you remember the first one, Iron Man and Black Sabbath. I'd love that uh, over and over. (laughs) But then there was like I got into the the punk and post punk like Bauhaus, where it was like that like low low mood kind of like gothy kind of feeling. Was like yes, this is what it really captured what I was feeling at that time. Um, And let's see. I would say that that's more so like anything ha- loud guitar ish stuff like they were or and then I even got into I'm going to say um, growing up in an area where like a lot of um, different cultures I got into hip hop and funk so I I'd, I'd listen to rap and I Public Enemy that was another one that I was really yeah so that they didn't love that either so yeah <laughs> so punk music I've never I like it when I hear it but I never really. Um, you know, got into it where all my friends were listening to that. And I, you know, we all shared music and I listened to the music. If what would, when you got into punk and you discovered punk music, what, what was there an album or two, like for a beginner, like me, that would that, definitely that, the sex pistols when the sex pistols yeah. came out, it was just like, what, this is great. Right. Like, this is amazing. Um, uh, the clash, uh, anything, just a lot of, a lot of depth to them and a lot of meaning, uh, behind what they're writing. It wasn't just like, I don't mean to cut up anyone or, uh, but like schlock rock or anything like that. Like it was like, this has a meaning. This has like, this is like, these guys want to say something. Um, a lot of the British bands, um, from that time, uh, I like, but yeah, it was more about there's substance here. Yeah. I heard substance. Yeah. You're about to go on tour. I'm curious how you prepare for it. I know you had a great tour in Orlando, uh, right? But you're now going to North American tour. Um, what is your regimen before you start a tour, vocal wise and physically? Uh, get back to my um, eating healthy first off. I'm not to say we like I I don't eat healthy, but more like, okay, I need my proteins and my carbs, a balance. So it's like, cause I know a lot of energy is going to be coming out. Um, also, uh, going back on all my vocal exercises, like kind of like bringing, like you do with physical exercise, the vocal, it's another muscle, uh, like the vocal cords, uh, and it needs to kind of start warming up as opposed to just jumping out there and singing. So that, uh, obviously rehearsing the songs, which we'll be doing individually and, because it's almost like as much as we wrote these songs, uh, all of us, including Dan, including Steve and myself, we do have to kind of relearn, because it's almost like it's muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And then there's the jam in together, which we're looking forward to. We'll be doing that in uh, San Diego. We're staying in San Diego before the tour actually starts. So we'll be jamming out in rehearsal space and um, just making it come together. That And and that becomes that unification. That's the best part because you know, it's like, okay, we are, we're sounding tight. This is awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I so said that's Orlando kind of- and I want to correct myself. I meant uh, 
I meant Ontario, Canada. Ontario. I was like, I think you mean You're Ontario. Like, yeah, Something for- with an O. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. No worries. Um, yeah, your ticket. You're going to be here in Santa Barbara on February 16th at Soul Bites and uh, at the Offbeat, the famous Offbeat Bar in Los Angeles on the 15th. What a, can't, I'd love to see you here in Santa Barbara. Either one, I'm going to try to catch you guys at, at one awesome. other. That would be cool. Um, not in uh, Orlando, but in Ontario. Yeah. Maybe not well, there, there is a Florida. Now that you mention Florida, because I don't think we're in Orlando. Uh, well, no, not not necessarily Orlando. We were in uh, Fort Myers. We actually, because um, our drummer Dan, he's he's kind of an American, even though he's born in England and etc. He's now living in New Jersey, but we kind of joined up there to kind of record uh, in Fort Myers, Florida, at a studio called the Star Sound Studio because his parents had um, a, like va- vacation home down there. So we're like, well, let's just go there. Dan's going there. We'll meet him there. That'll be a good place to write. So we happened to write a bunch of songs down there. So uh, that's also in the mix. Um, and there's a couple of songs uh, on the album, uh, Gator for one and FLA uh, directly coming. were inspired right there. So um, yeah, it's definitely, this record has an American vibe to it because there's a, there's, and now here we are, Going to LA and and uh, and Santa Barbara and uh, and California and the desert tour and I know that's going to be a lot a lot of inspiration for writing for us as well. Before we take a break, I wanted to ask you uh, one more question regarding the tour. Where does your mind go? Where does your where do you go physically in your body when you are on when you're on that stage in front of that audience and you're performing? Uh it's almost like I have a mission <laughs> to accomplish. Like I, I'm almost on, a, um, I don't want to compare it to military, but it's almost like I have a job to do here. I'm on a mission. I, and my mission is also to transmit this feeling that we all have and have encapsulated in our sound and songs to you guys and uh, to the audience um, and also to move them in some way that uh, whatever that is, whether it's like positive, um, hopefully positive, but it doesn't have to be, it could be just some sort of movement um, that they come out of there with that. Wow. That really affected me in whatever way that is. So I'm going to say that that's what it is. Yeah. Is it fun? Is oh yeah. Fun mission. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't. I'll be honest. Uh, I would not be doing it. And it, it it's almost, uh, and I'm going to even go further and say it's therapeutic and cathartic for, especially for as a vocalist. I think any any instrumentalist playing live will say it's like the best part because it's that feedback that you're getting from the audience and that you're, it's, uh, it, as I said in the beginning, it's a language. Like I am now speaking to you and um, prof- professing whatever's going on in my uh, in my state. Uh, it's pretty amazing. It's it's definitely therapeutic. I'm in awe of it. I'm in awe of your music. I love your music. We're going to hear some music right now. We're going to take a really okay. quick break. We're speaking with Lucy DeSanto. She is the vocals for the band On, their new and bass guitar. I don't want to forget the guitar. Uh, you Your new album is self-titled. It's On, and it is available everywhere so get on it i'm going to give you a couple places you can find it it's on indestructible records it's uh the new single break you and i got to read a review from spill magazine uh, about the uh, the new album sitting pretty at the heavier end of the college rock sound 
The band has managed to pull off a clever blend of pop melody with raw rock, abrasiveness, and a quiet and quite a potent sonic sucker punch. I like that. Their very tight weave of classic and alt rock coated grunge works fabulously. This is a review at the Spill Magazine. Congratulations. You can find on and break you. Break you is out now on YouTube. New video. Really great video. I just watched it about an hour ago. Uh, The on album, you can order it on indestructiblerecords.com. On Bandcamp, I think probably the best two places to buy it where you guys make some, take most of the profit is probably Bandcamp and and your website, right? Definitely Bandcamp and uh, onmusic.ca is our website. And I'll put one more thing in there. For those of you, um, songkick.com, songkick.com. If you type in on bracket Canada, our homeland, on bracket Canada, It'll show you every date we're playing, uh, venues, you can buy tickets, all that stuff. All the good stuff. Again, that's theonstore.com. Yes. And on all our Facebook. t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. And yeah because I always, I always mention this. The band, like you, that you're making a living at this, and, the, and you work hard at it. And it's, it's great to be discovered on Spotify and all these streaming channels, but you really don't make much money from those. So I always want to encourage listeners and the fans of yours too maybe they don't know that so go to your website or go to Bandcamp, or i think they give you 70 or 80 percent go go buy merch that's the best way you can support totally. your favorite band and see them on tour um keep keep the music alive and keep the touring alive we all missed it so much when we couldn't get to it so oh absolutely yeah i think that's what drove this record it was just like man this has got to come out and it's driving our tour because we've been like coming out of lockdown and we had quite a bit of lockdown up here in, uh, in Canada. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Get out there, get outside, get, right? get, yeah. get out and see music and hear music. Uh, if remember back to when you could have just a year ago and now you can, so get out there. Great. Great to see you guys on tour and you've got to do it on Instagram at O dot N dot music and on YouTube at on. We'll be right back. Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on the Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Hey, this is Jeff Stunk Baxter. We all need to keep our veterans, men and women who served 
who are on the wall and who were on the wall in our hearts at all times. Sometimes they need help. There are a number of organizations that are dedicated to helping our veterans. Please open your heart and reach out to a veteran and let them know, number one, that they are loved and respected and that you won't give up if they don't give up. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freebie, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. back i'm having a great hour here with uh lucy DeSanto. she's vocals and bass guitar for the band on do that again lucy what did you do <laughs> for the radio listeners she just gave me i don't know what you call that sign but it's rock and roll or something metal metal it's good um the new album self-titled on on indestructible records the new single is break you we're going to listen to it at the end of the show so stay tuned we're listening to the music from the album which was released on january 24th uh throughout the show so you're enjoying some really good music here um it's it, when when there's a great band on and great music like you've shared with us for your new album lucy i always uh, it's always hard for me to go i want to go hear more from lucy but I want to listen to the music, too. Which one do I do? <laughs> well, that's good to hear. That's yeah. a good problem. Yeah, that's a good right. problem to have, right? Choices. Yeah. The choices are good. So we were talking before we went to the break. You are uh, launching your North American tour. Congratulations. Um, we were talking about your regimen because that's always in it. Like, how do you get in shape for that? That's Every night is a, and every night is a new experience with uh, new energy that you've got to put out there. You've got a mission to win over everyone and, and also give them what they came for, give them what they've come to love with, with you and your bandmates and the music that you put out there. Um, but then you got the tour, you know, and it's a grind, right? City to city, new beds, new new places to eat. It's uh, it, it, It's got to take a physical toll. Um, we talked about where your mind and body goes, and I think that's so fascinating. You hear a lot about a band 
they had a good night. Or even even the fans will say, "That was I've seen them before. That was a good night, or that was a bad night." And um, and it depends probably on mainly the crowd's energy. Uh, what does this do for you when it's a good night for the band? Does it does it fuel you guys, or uh, or is there? And how do you define a bad night? Can you because you guys can feel it, right? Don't you give back what you're getting? And so you got to really try hard if it's not the audience isn't there. Good question. Um, and what is the question? The, the question, question is, <laughs> what are the things? Can you put your? I know I'm talking a lot about things that are uh, almost intangible in a way. They're feelings. They're, no, they're it's, it's energy. Um, what is that? You know, because I recently saw a band that I've seen a thousand times and they are, have always been good. This is a bad night. And then I looked around and the crowd's on their cell phones and they're eating food and they're going, getting up, up from their seats and they're talking to each other around me. And it was in a Orange County. And I was thinking, well, you know, I don't they're all taking selfies. I was just like, this is, is that why it doesn't feel good to me? Or is it the and the band can feel that somehow? Can you feel that from the stage? It's definitely, um, it's, it's almost like uh, a collaboration of audience and band um, for sure. We definitely feed off of the, the crowd or lack of crowd even, but sometimes it's almost like um, if that's the case, like it's almost like a, a mental kind of exercise of like, okay, we're going to play for ourselves. Like we're not, maybe the crowds are, and, and a lot of the time, sometimes you win over a few people in that crowd. If you want to call it that, um, it's almost like it's a mental, um, outlook of like an, an attitude uh, that you, that you take out there, but it happens organically. If, if the crowd is into it and if they're already like, yeah, they're paying, even if they're just paying attention, uh, like you just mentioned, being on cell phones and eating and et cetera. But if they're paying attention, uh, that in itself is like motivates you to mm-hmm. take that one step further and go a little harder and, and uh, want to reach them. Want to Because they're communicating with you is just paying attention. So, yeah. Yeah, it's that um, communication you talked about in the beginning. And yeah, it's, um, it's not, it's not a, I don't know how to say, not a physical thing, not something you can see, but you can feel. And then you guys feel and we feel in the audience and uh, man, it's magic when it happens, right? It's that, it's, it's that, uh, that, that wonderful thing that music does to people. Um, Thank goodness for that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get to know your bandmates a little. Tell me about each band member and then, you know, first, what instrument they play. Um, second, what each band member contributes to on, um, uniquely well, something that's unique to them. And then lastly, how that person inspires you personally to be better as a music artist, as an artist, as a singer, as a bass player. So name instrument. Okay, I'll, I'll start with yeah. Dan. Cornelius, our uh, super drummer, I call him that. Um, <laughs> it's a good title. Dan, like um, in the original, I guess, uh, formation of On, Dan was a part of that. Um, this was right after Acid Test. Uh, and what drew me to Dan, well, what draws me still is uh, Dan's like just genuine. He, he'll, and, and he's um, really, 
has high uh, expectations of himself as a drummer. Mm -hmm. And when he sets out to do something, he does it. Like if he'll say, I've got to get ready for this tour. And he he comes from his background um, host when we first met him at a young age. He went off to become quite a... um, an astute session drummer for uh, a few uh, Canadian, like Danko Jones, there's mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sass Jordan. There, I can list a name. So that was his kind of like, I want to make a living playing drums. And I respect that. I have to respect that of, of any musician who says, I'm not here just to, I'm here to like, I'm making a living. Cause it's not an easy feat to make a living being an instrumentalist. Um, uh, and he, he has done it. He's done it. And yet um, playing with other artists and playing, you know, uh, an instrument for other people's visions, it's not exactly what, like, it's great and and you can make a living from it and become a great instrumentalist, uh, which he is a great drummer. But I know he had uh, a vision of his own that he wanted to get out. And that's why we got together in the first place. Uh, And in between there, he has picked up guitar so he can get his ideas out because a drummer it's so hard to, to have a drummer show their ideas. And it's almost like out of frustration, they've got to pick up another instrument, some melodic instrument. So uh, he did. Uh, and I'm going to say he brings in this other third element. Uh, one thing about on is that we are all writers and equally, and mm. we may bring in an idea might come from me or Steve or Dan, but then it's like, how do the others interpret it? Um, so I have never felt so much, I guess, I have never felt so open and welcome to um, share ideas and to receive others' ideas and incorporate how I perceive them as I do in this band. And I think that's what's keeping us together through, like, because it isn't easy. Like mm-hmm. you said, you mentioned the touring part. There, um, and it's like we have this vision, and yet, like, we're we're so comfortable with each other and we respect each other musically. I think that's come with years of being in other bands with the ego stuff and et cetera, et cetera. And what Dan contributes, um, well, the songwriting for sure, really good arranger. When Steve comes in with an idea or I come in with like riffs and ideas, he'll be like, okay, wait, there needs to be like some shots here and let's put a break here. And we're like, and I'm like, what? And sometimes it's, it's frustrating because like, why we just want to keep playing this riff. And it's like, well, let's just work on some arrangement here. Uh, so he definitely brings that in. And, um, you mentioned the break you video. That's all Dan. Dan created that particular video. Oh, it's a great um, video. It's on like YouTube. Me. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's you. Dan. Um, yeah. And he's our, he's our token American right now. Cause he lives <laughs> in New Jersey, which is kind of cool. Cause we get to go there and hang out. He lives uh, in New Jersey. He, sorry. Did you say he lives in New Jersey? He lives in New Jersey. Yes. We're at a New Jersey. Um, Which town? He has, he has an apartment in New York City proper, uh, and Summit. and he lives. His parents are now living. I know they live in Blairstown. So he's got a house near there. Mm, okay, I worked. I did a, a, a restaurant out there in Summit, New Jersey. Oh yeah, called the Summit House. Yeah, great place. Uh, let's so last last part of that. You remembered every all my three parts of that question. Congratulations, um, good job. But the last part of that question. Uh, you know, was how does he contribute to you personally as a, as an artist or have you answered in all, in I think he also, uh, as an artist and a person, uh, I would say, Dan, he is, um, receptive to whatever 
uh, if I'm having a hard day and say, you know what, I need to just go take a break right now and like, just give me half an hour to like breathe and get out of this rehearsal space. He really um, supports me as a person on, and not just like a drummer in a band and we're here to do a job. He like, we look at each other as human beings and people. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel that from him. I feel that, um, which can only help in the creative process. Cause when you feel open and that you can really let down your guard and be yourself. Um, so that's important. So right. he contributes that. I, I don't feel, feel that with every person that I've played with or, and he's one of them. It's almost like family. If you want to say like, yeah. I'm, he's got my back kind of thing. That's yeah. right. That's um Well, what a great tribute to Dan. And uh, I know, right? Let, I, I before we talk about the great Steve Fall, a guitarist. Oh, uh, the great let's, Steve Fall. The great yeah. Steve Fall. Oh. We're going to come back from the, we'll do that after the break here. I got to right. do another break here, but it gives me some time and your fans some time to listen to two songs by uh, you and for us to give out some information on your tour. Um, Lucy DeSanto is with me today. She's uh, vocals in On, the band On. And she also plays bass guitar. On is a power trio made up of Lucy DeSanto, Dan Cornelius on drums, and Steve Fall on guitars. They're carrying on the legacy of their former 90s band, the Sired's record signed Acid Test. They're on tour this starting, hey, this, what is this, coming up here in San Diego on the 14th? Because you're, in, I think you're in Santa Barbara on the 16th. On, let me, on the let me look at that. San Diego, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 15th in Los Angeles at the Offbeat Bar in Santa Barbara, California, where we're broadcasting from today. Awesome. Soul Bites, you got to go check them out. Get your tickets now. Let me tell you where you can get those tickets. Um, go to, you like them to go to uh, theonstore.com, yeah, to get tickets. Uh, Facebook, you can find them on onband.ca uh, on Instagram at o.n.music and on uh, YouTube on on. I love the word. I actually love the word on so much. I want to know why you called it on, but you, you can use it in so many different ways. It's genius. Like, like what I'm going to do right now, get on it and get your tickets. Um, Spotify, all the streaming services, you're out there, but I'd love uh, if your fans and the new fans that you, that you get today would buy your album. Um, from your website or on Bandcamp, we will be right back with Lucy DeSanto, vocals, bass, guitar, the Thank band you. on.
Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio. The Jeremiah Show airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. CoreRadio.rocks. Hey, everybody. I'm Art Alex Hux from the band Everclear, and we're going to be on tour this summer. Hope to see you guys out there. Take care. With the Jeremiah Show. DeSanto, vocals and bass guitar. She's my special guest today. She's the lead singer for the band on the new album, self-titled, is out everywhere. Um, here's a, another great review of the album. Simple. A cool album. A smart album. A deftly crafted album. A rock album? Yes, but much more. So much more from Big Takeover Magazine. Where do you want them to buy your album, Lucy? Uh, I'm going to say our uh, onmusic.ca bandcamp that's affiliated with that. Um, and also, we have our own kind of like boutique store called theonstore.com, mm-hmm. literally, theonstore.com, where you can find music, merchandise packages, etc., of uh, like a, T-shirts of any kind with a mug and with, with the record. And they deliver right to your door, uh, which is kind of cool. And that's like, that's our thing. So, uh, yeah, thanks for asking. But theonstore.com. Yeah, turn on your computer or phone. Get on the website. <laughs> <laughs> Order the album on. It's really, it's on. It's on it. They're on it. Well, do you feel sometimes that the great Steve Fall is always around you and present? The yeah. guitarist in your omnipresent. band? Omnipresent. <laughs> he's omnipresent. Steve it's Ball. almost like he's there, but he's not. It's almost like, Why yeah. you, Do you remember the question, you know, what, what does he play? Guitar, I already gave that one away, so I'll make that easy for you. What does Steve, uh, he does a lot for the band and uh, supports you quite a bit. And many different ways, I'm sure he's an emotional sport, a, a friend, a, a band member, and so, so much more. But what what does he contribute to the band 
artistically, musically? What does he contribute and help you with as an artist? Um, musical inspiration for sure. Uh, he's a fantastic um, guitar player, very skilled, very talented, um, does it for a living. Like that's his, he's, that's what he does for a living. He plays guitar and always has. Um, and his work ethic on, um, I guess, bringing that in, like, here's my idea. And he'll play the idea and it's like, let's go. And it's, it's just inspires vocals right away. And yeah, so that in that creative musical sense, he's, I'm going to say a big driver of, of uh, riffs of, of, I mean, we're all contributing, but definitely. Um, and as a guitar player, it's just inspiring because you want to keep up with this amazingly talented musician. Mm. Um, so that part of it. Yeah, those um, people are hard to find um, when you come yeah, across that yeah. people that take you to a new level because you want to not only make them uh, proud, happy, uh, do your part, but but inside they take you to a new, new level because of who they are. Exactly. Yeah. Creatively, artistically. And Ed, he definitely has uh, on the other side of that. He's probably the most. Um, well, right now he's got indie indestructible records. Is Steve? He created that for as a platform for us to um, to get our record out and other artists in past and future. Hopefully, we're going to be doing that. Um, and he has, um, I guess, he's got this visionary thing happening where he can see past the oh my god it takes eight hours to drive from this city to that one and it's like wait we're doing this because this will lead to that and yeah. that'll lead to this and then we'll we'll be able to like you know a lot of, like seeing the forest through the trees per se not a lot of people have that he's definitely a visionary when it comes to that almost in a management sense if you want to say um so that has made it a lot easier for the other people in the band, being me and Dan, to kind of like say, oh, yeah, that work, that's a great idea kind of thing. So he's got that. He's the visionary when it comes to propelling the band um, in that way. I love this quote. And, and let Steve know that um, I'll air this show twice in Los Angeles um, so that you guys get we'll, we'll air it on radio twice in L.A. So that and also in Santa Barbara a couple of times. Um, yeah, so let's get some people out to the show. So I love this quote, though, that um, by Steve Fall, guitarist in the band, on looking at the world with a collaborative effort to document what we see, witness, and feel through songwriting and chemistry as a band. I just love that, uh, that idea. Um, what is the band chemistry overall? If you could describe... What it's um, like to see on in person and to, and to hear the music, you're hearing the music throughout the show. But what is that chemistry between the three of you um, when you're all together and you're, and you're in your groove? We're um, connected. We're um, definitely. Um, I'm going to say just driven and power oriented. Like where we tap into each other's like, melodic language rhythmic language uh we it, it's like put us in a room and together and that's like it's just like being home um uh and it's almost like the different elements create this thing this sound which is on um and yeah it's i i don't know what else to say it's like mm -hmm. I, it just happens organically and, um yeah 
Well, we can I, we can all experience it. We can see you when you're on this North American. Yeah, tour. and that's what we hope to transmit to people when they're there. Uh, and usually, and you said it yourself, like you you can tell when a band is on or, or not on that night. Um, and I guess that's the aim is like tapping into that thing that that it, it's almost like a fourth person in the band it's 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 just the sound or Mm -hmm. the dynamic or the chemistry as you put it um that's going on that's i think what drives people to continue to watch to listen to music to to watch bands Uh, that's what i love to see when i watch a band is like i can see that that connection they each have with each other um yeah the new single is break you you can watch it on youtube now you can download the single you can uh, find it streaming um, but I'd encourage you to pick up this album. It's a really great album, self-titled uh, from the band On. We're going to play Break You in its entirety in a moment here. Uh, you've been patient, patiently waiting, as have I. Lucy DeSanto says, the song Break You soars like a good up by love letter to a toxic person, place, or a substance. It's a decree of emancipation and breaking away from what dictates and captures the human soul. It is an outcry, a battle cry, and finally it's a freedom cry of intention, all wrapped up in a hardcore punk metal riff that ends with Sabbath-esque overtones. Lucy, I wanted you to think about this question, and we'll get the answer on the other side of the break. Um, What things have dictated and captured your soul, and how did you break away, and how it inspired this song? I, I, I love what the song stands for. And there's a second part to the question, and then we're going to play the song for everyone, Break You. Um, Why do you think we are sometimes drawn to the toxic things in our lives, and we avoid the ones that we know are good for us, and we choose the bad over the two? And I kind of think back to your, your story about being a teenager in the laundry room and listening to the Black Sabbath spoke to you and that heavy... You know, some of those Iron Maiden, some of those bands spoke to you the time you were in at that time. And that angst, and you kind of go towards something that might be a little bit more bad, maybe a little bit, might might kind of shake you up a little bit inside and make you think differently. So we're going to find out the answers, and I'll re-ask them when we get back on the other side of the break. We'll be right back.
Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hi, my name is Zara Knight, and I'm with Farm Jam Music Festival. I'm Greg Knight, and I'm with Farm Jam Music Festival as well. Real farm, real people, real music. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to The, the Jeremiah, Jeremiah Show. Show. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of The Jeremiah Show. So listen. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. Uh, the, the moment you are waiting for is seconds, minutes away. Lucy DeSantos, my, my guest today. Um, the band is on, and self-titled album is also on. Pick it up everywhere. She is lead singer, vocals, and bass guitar. Lucy, thank you so much for uh, spending the time with us. We can't wait to see you in Santa Barbara or Los Angeles or San Diego or somewhere else, wherever you're listening to this interview right now. Uh, check out uh, here's where I'm at to find the dates. I'm on uh, songkick.com. You can find all the dates, but you can also find it on the website. And so my question for you, again, you said, I'll, I'll repeat in case you're just joining us, Lucy DeSantos says, the song Break You soars like a goodbye love letter to a toxic person, place, or substance. It's a decree of emancipation and breaking away from what dictates and captures the human soul. It is an outcry, a battle cry, and finally it's a freedom cry of intention, all wrapped up in a hardcore punk metal rift that ends with Sabbath-esque overtones. What things have dictated and captured your soul through through life, and how did you break away things that weren't that great for you? Okay. Um, yeah, good question. Um, and I think you're... Probably it's, uh, you mentioned uh, teenage, like, angst and stuff and that whole uh, Black Sabbath and rebelling against, like, you know, the rock music with the, with and you did it yourself um, mm-hmm. with uh, with your teenage ACDC. years and listening to, like, non-James Taylor stuff, <laughs> as you said. Um, and I guess I, for me it was that um, 
power of societal norms and expectations, which you could say, is it society or is it myself that's putting these expectations on myself? Uh, never really thinking I fit in and trying so hard and then saying at the end of the day, it's like so much work to try that you just say, F this or screw this or I'm done and I'm going to go the other route. It's like, yeah. I'm so done with trying to like maybe fit in and not, and it's not working that I'm just going to go the other end of the stick and do the worst thing I can or be the, or don't care or swear. Or I remember first learning how to swear as a kid is like, <laughs> wow, you know, like that's like a big thing. Um, but it was like freeing. It's like yeah. you're breaking out of these boundaries that these, these, yeah. Um, so there's that element. Uh, I believe that when something's not right um, within you, when you're not being genuine with who you are, what you're doing, and when they don't match up with your core beliefs or expectations of yourself, uh, it's almost like there's trouble. Uh, and if you're trying to work, please others or work for others and, and like, and not look at what your needs are, um, there's trouble coming. Yeah. And that's when I have found personally in my life that it's like when I was, was not being um, honest with myself or, or in, and trying to, to like do things for others and not, and then coming home and getting like, why the hell am I doing this for? Yeah. And trouble, uh, whether it's for myself, a lot of mental health stuff went on and, um, definitely dealing with it and def and i also went through my bout with addiction um which puts like a lot of music on hiatus for me i'm really happy to say and i say this uh, not to boast but um 15 years clean and sober and that's a big thing for like that really motivated me because there was a time where as much as i as and i'm not putting anything out there there are people who can do their thing moderately and that's great that just wasn't me and um, that loss of power of choice, which I call addiction mm -hmm. to whatever it is that whether it's shopping or what we're thinking like somehow that belief that that and it's it's almost a dichotomy is like, well, I'm doing what I want. I'm free to do what I want. And at the end, realizing for myself Am I really free here? I know that I can't not do that. So that means I'm kind of tied to this thing. And um, it put a real strain on my, on everything. A lot of relationships, life, uh, yeah. Well, Desire to do anything, including music. Like, um, right. so it took over my life. It was no longer my choice. It is now controlling me. So um, recovery was like something I really put everything into. Um, and so I, I can't help, but that's going to come out in my mm -hmm. lyrics because like, mm -hmm. of that. It was like anybody who's in recovery from uh, mental health or addiction. Uh, it's almost like you get a se second chance at living. It's like, yeah. Oh wow. Like I'm going to appreciate this. It's interesting. Um, the, the, to kind of take that apart a little bit that we, we all do this, but we put these either other people's, trying to please other people or follow others, other people's rules in our lives from parents to friends to these social groups to, um, you know, society's norms and rules and boundaries. And, and then to, 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 when do you get freedom? When do you get to be yourself? Um, you know, those, those, those things, toxic relationships may be good or bad for you. 
um, weigh on you. You turn to substances, things to escape and free your mind. But just going full circle here to what you've said in the beginning, music is a different language that frees you in all ways. And maybe that's the, you know, I'm always looking for a definition of what music is and trying to put my finger on it. I don't need to, but I just, I'm interested. I'm interested in what you've chosen to do um, and, and the art that you put out there and the music you put out there. And, and you said it, I think it's freedom uh, and it's a language. Um, that you found. I'm happy you found it again, and I'm happy that you were here today. That you were here today with us. Uh, and now we're going to play the single. The new single is good. Put on your headphones if you're in the car. Turn it up. Um, the album is self-titled. It's called On for the band On. Lucy DeSanta was the guest today. My special guest. The new single is Break You. And any final words, Lucy, for anybody? Uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Uh, talking to you today, Jeremiah. Uh, fabulous interview. I can't wait to come to the West Coast and um, and and please, yes, we'd love to see you guys. Anyone listening, go to songkick.com and um, we go under, if you type in on bracket Canada, um, our national anthem, oh, Canada, <laughs> on bracket Canada, and you will see all the dates, venues, um, times, buy tickets. Please, Join us in on our, our tour. We're so looking forward to it. So, um, yeah, thank you. I'm going to stop by. I can't wait to see you guys in Santa Barbara. Here it is. Thank you, Lucy. Here's a new single. Enjoy. Break you. Everybody communicate, but listen more and evolve. We'll see you next week.
Hi, this is comedian Maz Chobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at Jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, you're loved, Holmes. I love you. I love you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.